What's going on, guys? Jules Melly back with the Bionic Podcast, episode number three, where I have on my little sister, Katerina. What's going on, everyone? All right. So I just want to thank you guys so much for the support. Um, we just went live on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Uh, the YouTube channel is now up and running. Um, it's it's growing um, very slowly, but at the same time, I am so thankful. If you shot me a message, if you um, reached out to me in any way, shape, or form to let me know that you enjoyed the podcast, I truly appreciate you. And again, I want to welcome all of our listeners on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. What's going on, guys? Episode number three. We got the mystery mugs, as always. Cat chose the drink, so we're going to start with the toast. Cheers, Kat. Cheers, bud. All right, so. Bah, that's <laughs> disgusting. But anyways, um, nothing, like, no, nothing like seeing your sibling in pain, right? Like, there's yeah. nothing funnier than that. Um, so anyways, guys, continuing with the Team Bionic um, uh, podcast, the, the first series is going to be Meet Team Bionic. So, um very important aspect to my team my little sister cat in many many different aspects i want to explain to you guys how she's helped the actual business of team bionic um a little bit about us growing up together what we've been through uh individually and together uh it's been a lot yeah yeah we've been through a lot it's been a journey it's been a journey uh how old are you now i'm 20 okay so cat is 20 i'm 22 turning 23 in february she's turning 21 gonna be legal Everywhere. all around the world that's unreal um to think that my sister's 20 years old is crazy uh the joke between me and all my friends is that cat's always 12 no matter how many birthdays we've all been celebrating together we always say happy 12th birthday cat because yeah. at the end Even of the day it's eight years later i still get the happy 12th birthday every <laughs> july 18th so you know uh just goes to show you that you know you never want your little sister to grow up but Kat is becoming an amazing woman. I want to share with you guys her insights, her knowledge. Uh, she's a, an absolute brain. Uh, I, I did not get the, the, the knowledge or the brains uh, in, in the, from, from the, our parents, but um, I want to talk to Kat about a couple uh, specific things. So we're going to start with you tonight at 7.30. It's about 9.30 right now. Finished your last exam, so congratulations. Thank you. Um, you know, you're in McMaster. Um, yep. Tell us about your program. Tell everybody what you're studying um, and like the, ma the minor and the major. Yeah, so for sure. So I, as Jules said, I go to McMaster and uh, I'm majoring in social psychology, minoring in mental health and addiction, as well as getting a certification in business studies. So kind of a lot going on there. There's a lot of elements to my program and what I study, but that's honestly been the best part. It's just like learning a lot of different things and how everything kind of interacts with each other. So it's pretty cool. Definitely love what I study. I okay. think that's the, I think that's a really important thing too, is to always love what you study. Yeah. So, um, did you know, like in grade 12, that that's what you wanted to take? Like, were you, were you like hundred percent? Like, I want to go into psych oh, God, or no, no, God, no. I what thought, about business? Did you like, yeah, either so of was, the two or, well, yeah. So originally I was always like business. is kind of the root. It seemed more like I was always very good at math and all that. But then I also had this like really nerdy side that like loved my social science classes. And like, I, I'm a theater kid. 
for those of you who don't know. Yeah, Kat grew up. I So as Kat was coming to every single one of my hockey games, which I have to shout you out for, I don't think Kat missed a hockey game in like 16 years, honest to God, um, or competitions or anything. You, you've never, ever, like, you know, my parents have one night not been there, e- each of them, and Kat has never missed anything. Um, number one supporter, but at the same time, my family has gone out to every play that she's had, whether it be in an acting um, association that she was with on the side privately, and then into high school, she did a play or multiple plays every single year. So yeah. uh, you're extremely good at speaking yeah. in front of crowds and stuff like that. So yeah. what led you into, into that program? So to be honest, I also, as I said, like I always really liked my social science courses. Those were always like the coolest to me. And I have friends and family who were in commerce because they're older than me. Mm -hmm. So they would always be like struggling with this and that and learning a bunch of things that I'm like, aren't you supposed to go to university to study what you love and like take what you love to like a more knowledgeable level? So that's kind of the advice that I took with me. I was like, you know what, more follow your heart, not your brain with university. And it really worked out because as I was going into um, university, I was also struggling with a lot of mental health issues. So my goal was I'd like to know more for myself and know more to help those around me. And that's kind of why I took the psychology and mental health route. Um, in addition to also like, I love studying that stuff. It's so fascinating. It's so mm-hmm. relevant. I think um, you like to read people as well. Like you like to yeah. know why people make the decisions that they make and, 100%. uh, you know, kind of under, and, and that comes all from wanting to understand someone else's perspective, which is yeah. not a common thing. Like a lot of people that are like short fused or whatever, will just be like, I don't care what the other person thinks, blah, blah, yeah. whatever. But you're you're very mature in the sense. And you've always been very mature growing up. Like, just to put that out there. Like, you've always kind of hung out with my friends or, like, always had older friends, um, mm-hmm. which is something I want to talk to you about. Like, you're just very mature. And, and I think that also helped, not helped, but led you to that because you want yeah. to understand the human mind. It, yeah. You know, there's something about that, that that really intrigues you. I can tell that um, in your passion for school. Um, but you've had a passion for school this entire time i'm a big nerd she's a big nerd. i like like to know things when cat gets a b it's like the worst day of her life like she's one of those like which is really cool because i never gave a shit about my marks ever until you studied what you love yes and that's what we talked about with dad was uh you know him studying culinary me studying fitness you studying a little bit of business and psych uh, social sciences mixed that's that's amazing and i think that what you touched on quickly though is that like how the mind works and that's super important for like interpersonal relationships and even like understanding yourself like i took a psychology class called personality and i was just like analyzing the crap out of myself and i'm Mm -hmm. like why do you do this like this is why you do this um but it's also cool because how the mind works also plays into like the business side of things like consumer behavior Mm -hmm. that's what i wanted to ask you about so my next question was um what what do you think the connection between psychology um you know humans the human mind and business is because i'm in business not necessarily i never took any business courses for anybody out there that thinks i know what i'm doing i don't necessarily know what i'm doing from a business perspective i know what i'm doing from a fitness and nutrition and workout uh perception but from a business perception i've had to ask kat a lot she's taken entrepreneurship classes she's done a lot so what do you think the connection is between the two things that are actually in your degree like completing the entire thing um i would definitely have to say like consumer trends and that's like especially because i'm um 
I'm more into marketing when it comes to business. Mm. And uh, I think like understanding how people perceive things and how consumers react to things like that really had helped me, especially I, I had a marketing internship in the summer. And mm. when they were talking about advertising and marketing towards like people my age or people older or younger, like it, it helps to know how that specific age or demographic perceives things and how they understand what they like, what they don't like. And a lot of that is interchangeable with psychology and mm -hmm. all that. So, and then it, it, it allows you to be a better marketing person. Oh, a hundred percent. Having that extra knowledge. Yeah. Somebody that only studied business and doesn't really know much about humans won't necessarily catch certain things or see certain yeah. things. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that what you're doing is awesome. Uh, it's a mixture from Mohawk College, correct? Yeah. So, yeah, so, it's so the Mo business Mac. part, yeah. So the the business part is going to be from Mohawk. Mohawk. The uh, degree is going to be from McMaster. McMaster um, yeah. Only brains go to McMaster. If you don't know this, um, it's like one of those. It's actually one of the top twenty schools in on or in Canada. Yeah. Um, it's really high up there. Brock is not. Um, or Niagara or whatever you want to call the St. Catharines region. Um, so, you know, uh, really applaud you and Rachel for going to a really good school and studying mm -hmm. very specific things. Um, Kat and Rachel, uh, my girlfriend, for those of you listening, uh, they actually took a lot of the same courses. So yeah. I can't make a move without it being understood or critiqued. <laughs> it's absolutely insane. Like right when I get emotionally involved in something or whatever, like Kat or my girl are there to like, just be honest with me, straight up with me. And I think that's helped me grow a lot. Um, so that's why I wanted to ask, or that's why I want to ask you about your degree and stuff like that. Cause mm -hmm. at the end of the day, the meat team bionic thing, I want people to understand why I am the way I am. Mm -hmm. And it's because of my surroundings. It's because yeah. of you. It's because of our, our parents. It's because of Rachel. So oh, yeah. I, I think that what you're studying is making you a, a, a like a very complete person in terms of Thanks. like mind and, and everything, body, Thanks. spiritual. Um, I've seen the growth from you. Um, so uh, it, I, I know that it's working because you're learning more and you're applying it to your life. Because a lot yeah. of people will learn things in school, but then they don't apply it, right? Yeah, they don't take it any Same further. Same thing, like if I learned how to like increase a lift or something like that in school and I never applied it to my own thing, I would never be exceeding my potential or, or, or my expectations 100%. for myself right so it's all about growth right and that's why i think that you need to study something that makes you grow because you need to become a, the best version of yourself possible you can't even plan something like that like that's amazing you <laughs> you, you i can't believe you're 20 years old that's absolutely fucked hey thanks anyway so uh, the next thing i want to talk to you about was a little bit of a topic about um just taking it back a bit so um it happened to me later on in elementary school, but it happened to you early on in elementary school was the topic of bullying. Mm. Um, so I wanted to ask you about the bullying stuff. Um, how did you get bullied? Like, was it um, online? Um, was it in person? At what ages? Um, and then what did you what did it take for you to overcome the fear of having to go to school um, and having to face those individuals on a daily basis? It's almost like when you break up with someone and you go to the same school as them, like you have to go to the school yeah. and face that person every single day. It's not just like an adult life where like you never have to see that person yeah. again. Like in elementary school, if you get bullied or in high school, like in high school, it's different because you have different classes. But in yeah. elementary school specifically, because you're in the same class the entire day, if the person's in your class or whatever, um, just like tell us about that, because I, I think that, um, you know, that has had an impact on you as a person as well. Yeah, so I got bullied. The first time I got bullied was actually in grade two and it was physical. 
I got the crap beat out of me to put it plain and simple. Uh, I was like pushed downstairs. I was like kicked on the playground. Like I was like the cutest little button, like big eyes, like bangs, bangs like, yeah, like couldn't, couldn't hurt a fly. Yeah. Super petite, like mom, like very skinny, like small, short, yeah. like so it was just it blew my mind like yeah like that. i would come home with like bruises and i would be like what happened to you and i'm like i don't know i was pushed down the stairs first thing i'm walking to the office next thing you know i'm already at the bottom of the stairs um so it was definitely like i think something too that's like was super important about that whole journey was that like my teachers and like the principal they didn't really do anything like they were still mm-hmm. sending me back to the class and like i remember my principal he was like oh well i think it's because he likes you and i'm like so he's pushing me and kicking me because he likes me i just didn't i'm like i don't that's not a laughing matter but it's like i'm laughing that like the principals and the staff are that stupid that like it just kept going on for a long time um i just didn't know really what was going on like i was so young and then again in grade five and, and then, seven and i the, got online bullying. yeah i was gonna say there was some cyber bullying going on there as well right yeah, it so, was like just like like girls being like weird 12 year olds like writing like rude things on twitter and i'm like i didn't even have twitter at the time and i was like being like it was being screenshot and sent to me and i'm like where do i where do i even go like how do i even deal with it but funny story about that is that the girl who bullied me online uh in grade seven messaged me so that was like you're like what like 12 years old she messaged Mm -hmm. me i think it was this year so eight years later and she was like hey i don't know if you remember me i'm so and so and obviously you don't forget the people that bully you yeah obviously not so she was like hey it's so and so uh i don't know if you remember but i i bullied you back in the day and i just wanted to let you like she just sent this like long apology and to be honest i was like honestly like it didn't really affect me too much in the long run Mm -hmm. like resilience is key and resilience makes you better but mm-hmm. uh i was really appreciative of it because i'm like that's that was really cool yeah, to experience but. so and what i wanted to uh like connect with the people is like sometimes you know you go to school with your sibling and uh you know not that like i i was scared to do things i'm a completely different person now than i was back then yeah. and uh in high school I was a completely different person in university so you changed throughout the years i was talking to my about my uh that with nick yeah um we were talking about how you know every day that goes on you learn more you're a different person you see things differently so yeah. when i was in grade five i didn't i didn't act quickly but at a certain point the kid that was bullying her i i i, I found him at recess like i know this sounds like stupid but i found him at (laughs) recess and i chased the kid down and i literally beat the living shit out of him because i was so not actually like beat the shit out of him no no (laughs) like i anyway i wailed on the kid because i didn't it was like the first time ever that i was like somebody's disrespecting my family like i couldn't internally take that at all it got to a breaking point and that's when that's why i beat the shit out of him it wasn't just like a push or something like i i just was like don't ever talk to my sister like that again, whatever. I'm very protective over my family. Um, but uh, I, what I wanted to ask you about was what was it like going to school with your big brother in elementary school? And then 
for those of you that don't know, I went to Joan of Arc for two years in grade nine and 10. And then I transferred to Gonzaga at grade 11 and 12. And Kat and I are two years apart. So right when she was going to high school, she ended up just coming straight to Gonzaga with me and not going to Joan, which I think was a good change of crowd yeah. for you because a lot of the girls and friend groups and everything that you grew up with uh, wasn't like extremely like you know yeah like, i didn't stick i, didn't I, I was stick. saying it, it's more talk it was toxic yeah. like the groups were toxic like the girls yeah. were toxic and we knew that and we're like okay like if i'm going to zaga obviously cat's gonna come mm-hmm. um so what was it like growing up seeing me obviously at recess and then like at zaga like you know well i have to say that having you in elementary school was very fun because i would always like and this goes even in elementary school and in high school i always felt like protected and i felt like i had a support system which which was definitely needed during those years like we Mm -hmm. went through a lot like that's when our parents got separated and all that it was going through bullying so it was definitely like it was definitely nice i just couldn't beat the shit out of the girls that was the only that was the only issue was like there's the first one was a guy the other ones were girls so (laughs) she had to deal with that one on her own but um but yeah so no elementary school was fun like i remember always playing with you and your friends at recess recess which is really cool mm-hmm. um so that and, was and, fun and coming out of elementary school like my all my friends consider cat like their little sister yeah. like at the end of the day like even in high school like my good friends uh cat cat's been coming out to party with us like since she was 16 to be like super illegal on the podcast like (laughs) we both had fake ids growing up like she was coming out with me when i was barely legal or like just getting legal then you know into those couple years the two years that she wasn't and i was she was still coming out with my friends and i our our parents knew about it they're honestly like the chillest people in the world yeah uh and and you know like all these things all ages events and stuff like that we we went to so i think that going to the same school as each other and and being only two years apart was really cool because like we you know what i mean like it wasn't just like oh like when we got home whatever it was also like at recess like we chilled yeah not like chilled every single day but like at the same time like if you came up to a group of friends like that i was with like everybody's welcoming to you everybody loves you like oh yeah and that goes into like high school like in the halls like if i was like roaming around like i'd always see you or your friends and like we chat and like I know it was also like cool because like I knew the older kids in the school yeah. and that was like cool because I had like like you know like I'd back up right I'd back up especially in high school you had hella back up yeah that like, was like there's this one story that I just want to touch on briefly oh, there's this a... guy starting rumors about me at school that were not so good rumors and I told and one night I was in my room crying and Jules and his friend were like why are you crying and I I'm came like, back I came back from a practice yeah and you're like why are you crying and i'm like i told them what was going on like literally the next day the like jules and his friends they like went to the guy's class and it was just like i don't want to like it made a big scene in the hallway and then a, <laughs> my i was my italian teacher but I was the, funny, italian the, the best time. part about that story is that the kid was in the class i looked the teacher dead in the face and i was like i i need this kid outside right now and she, the, the funny thing is that the teacher didn't even question me no the teacher saw like my hand was shaking i don't know if she knew i, I was she was italian i, I wasn't like gonna punch her but mean, she she yeah. could tell that cat was off and then when i showed up the next day and i was like i need to i need to talk to this kid 
uh, I just gave him a fair warning. We were in school. Uh, yeah. High schools have cameras, so I'm not an idiot. I'm not going to go swing at some kid's chin, put him to bed, <laughs> and then get a seven-day suspension. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to do that. I'm, I'm smart. I never I never threw hands in school. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> but, you know, I was like, I was like, just how about you never say, think, or anything my sister's name ever again and he's like oh no, yeah no for sure and i was like oh okay great then we have a great understanding here nobody needs to get hurt and we're just gonna move on like it's very simple like thank you very much uh and, and then i don't think we ever heard anything after that did we no but we, we did me and the dude did become friends we wow isn't that jokes. weird he ended up being really nice to cat after that that's yeah, that's we boys we ended up actually working together later on in yeah. life so that was cool names but... will not be mentioned in this podcast that's why even Ever. when we talk about my friends we're just super general i just want to talk to you guys about my family yeah. how much they mean to me what they've done to me um and you know i wanted to talk to you also about um your transformation that's something that because i'm trying to go in a timeline right so yeah, we yeah. covered elementary school our parents got divorced we were there with just me and you like team team siblings you know what i mean um always there for each other then high school came around i would drive cat home if i had the car whatever we had a great relationship even in high school going out together having fun um and then in university you went away yeah you went and stayed at residence at McMaster. I was also in um, the Niagara region as well, living away from home. So a funny story quickly, Kat, um, on the night that she left, she came back home. Um, did you bust or did we come get you? No, I bust. Yeah, so bust. we went, we dropped Kat off, we unloaded all of her things, we gave her a case of beer, we we got her all this stuff and or microwave this, that, whatever, in her little residence. And we're like, bye Kat, we love you. Tough moment for my parents, whatever. That night, I think we wrote each other notes or something like that. Like we wrote yeah. you a note and you wrote us a note or mm -hmm. something. And it was like, you know, so sad. And she ended up busing home at like 830, hung out with us tonight. And then we brought her the next day yeah. uh, just because like at night it was probably a bit lonely in the res or whatever. Well, no, the real reason is actually because of you, because oh, I was yeah, rushing out because yeah. we had like a residence meeting or whatever. And because I got to residence move in so late. I didn't have like my roommates were like leaving. My I totally forgot was leaving, about this story. And I'm like, oh, my God, I have to go. And then I'm like, OK, bye, guys. And it was like a rushed goodbye. And then you texted me. Basically, what happened was she fully hugged and kissed my parents and my grandmother and then fucked off. Right. I went to like give her a hug and she's like gone. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, am I even fucking here? Am I like a silhouette? Like I, I tried to put my hand through myself. <laughs> I was like, am I even fucking here right now? You know, and I felt so bad. I literally went back to my rest, cried and I like texted my mom. I'm like, just hopped on a bus. Come pick me up in 40 minutes. <laughs> she had Aaron Mills. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, so that was that, that yeah. was a good time. No, I. And, and and that just goes to show you like you know like if it's not right like you know we're very we're very emotional like all all four of us like yeah. our parents like even our step siblings our step parents like very we're, we're all very attached we're all very family oriented that's why me team bionic is my family guys when i posted a picture of everybody at my competition wearing my gear it was my family these are the core people that have created everything that i have so um what i wanted to talk to you about is when you got to first year yep. gained a little bit of weight just like mm -hmm. every every single other person that's been to university ever yep. um and then what happened was this this instant change that like i don't even think like i gave you a nutrition plan 
but you yeah, it wasn't I that think it was like that like summer no, yeah it like, was just like general. no i sent you one for school i sent you one at school i think it was like at the end of the second semester then you came home and that's when it really Kicked started in, yeah. yeah i mean you worked at longos in the bakery for anyone that doesn't know cat was like number one icer like icing piping <laughs> icing like you know whipping and dipping bread and all this kinds of shit it was and good she, stuff yeah and she and she but I got fat she was ripping cup a cupcake a shift or whatever she was yeah. doing you know whatever so and gained some weight and everybody gets the points in life where they're like oh you know i don't think i'm healthy it's not about guys and this is what i want to explain about myself and my coaching and team bonding it's not about looking good it's about mm-hmm. feeling good it's about your health it's about your perception about yourself it's about yeah. self-esteem and self-efficacy right like yeah. your ability to believe you can do something your perception about yourself so what was it for you that you thought were the key aspects um in terms of physical habits yep. mental habits mm-hmm. and just overall balancing everything too because if anybody's ever seen the team bionic page she's has one of the biggest transformations and one of the most interacted photos with on the team bionic instagram one of the biggest transformations uh like to the naked eye it wasn't a lot like on the scale but you completely changed your body composition you're in amazing shape for the last two and a half years since that time so what were the key mental and and physical aspects that you you believe got you to to that goal yeah for sure so like like honestly i want to start off by saying that like like first year is a time for everyone that it's like very different because you're in a, you're obviously probably in like a new space with meeting new people and a lot of it is like a party culture so you're eating and drinking like all the time and <laughs> and I love that and I had an amazing time but I think one of the major things was that I would like be eating and I'd be drinking and I wouldn't really care and as I mentioned before, starting in grade 12, I was going through like a tough time, I was going through some mental stuff. I uh, wasn't really in a good place. And then to be honest, it was like a morning. And if you go to the bionic uh, page and you see my transformation, it was literally the morning that I took that picture. I just like looked up at myself in the mirror and it wasn't even my body. I just wasn't happy with the people I had, some of the people I had in my life who I was surrounding myself with. Uh, I wasn't surrounding myself with like a positive environment, Mm -hmm. you know, like nothing was like, and the thing I lacked a lot was like consistency, consistency in people, consistency in eating and working out and physical habits and like consistency in the way you think. Cause I think that's really important too, is that if you're and, and mental health isn't about always feeling good it's about trying your best to make yourself feel good let me plug something quickly kat also wrote a really good um journal or article for the mcmaster cope the cope yeah i'm a volunteer for mcmaster cope so if you have mental health struggles or you want to learn more please go check that out yeah i'm gonna link that in the description of this video kat wrote an article interviewing um my girlfriend and i rachel and um, it was really cool because the topic of the article was physical and mental health and what they both mean and the relation between the two. Mm-hmm. And it's just funny because I have a physical health background and Rachel has a mental health background. So even for myself, I've been learning on the daily um, from both of, from both you and Rachel um, about this. So yeah. continue on with you know the keys. Yeah. So like, and that was just something I was kind of like, I wanted to just get better at the consistency in my life. And I just wanted to feel good and feel happy. And I think that was just a part, there was something, what I realized there was something missing. There's like a little piece missing. And ever since that moment, I've been, you know, really 
really focusing on balance in my life because odds are you're not going to be able to eat good or eat well and have a killer workout and have a killer workout every single day. Exactly. So I think it's just about finding balance and you got to feel good to look good. And I really do believe in that. And if you have seen my post on the bionic page, I said before I conquered my body, I had to conquer my mind. And I truly believe in that because your mind is at the center of your universe and whatever your mind thinks feels is how you're going to act and how you're going to act towards yourself and how you're going to act towards others. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. really important in your actions. Hundo's P. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to be as positive as you can towards yourself and be kind towards yourself. And whether that's in the love yourself, of, love yourself, love for yourself. sure. Feel yourself. Come like on. you need to eat well or, you know, like, I don't know. I I also like like working that, out. Eat things that make you feel good. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because it's not like, all about like brown rice, sweet potato, no, and chicken breast. No, like, that's not I mean, it at all. For me, it is. But <laughs> <laughs> my life in February, that's all it's about to be. But no, a hundred percent. And yeah. I think that um, you know, coming from your traditional Italian background and wanting to enjoy you know some pasta and some bread and all these good things, you never really restricted yourself. You just knew that you wanted to progress to a certain point. So mm-hmm. when you got there, when you got to your goal and whatever, you now created this balance, right? I mean, yeah. let's be completely transparent and honest here. It does come with sacrifice to 100%. either work harder in the gym to burn the calories or whatever. Um, you did lose, you lost a lot of fat, dude. Like you, you, you fucking, you got fucking dice guys. Cats fucking way more shredded than I am right now. And for the past little while and, 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 I fucking I'm honest about it. I don't care. Like my sister has been someone that I can look up to, even though she's like five foot three, <laughs> like honest to I'm God. Sure. She, yeah, she's short. And I think that that's so fucking cool because you did it in school, mostly yeah. in, uh, in a house. Like not, you didn't like your, most of your transformation was when you moved out of res into a regular house, which either if you're listening to this and you've been to university, you can make this judgment for yourself moving into a second year house versus res can either continue a downslope process of you continuing to eat healthy, maybe prioritizing school over food, mm-hmm. eating one meal a day or ordering pizza a little bit more than you should or whatever it yeah. may be. You know, there's like you said about balance, right? There's that, that, that's so key. Yeah. But when you're studying, you know, super, super hard and you're not feeding yourself good nutrients and good brain food and stuff like that, like you're not benefiting yourself either. You're just continuing this downslope, right? So for you, you know, how did you meal prep? Like what were a couple key tips that you can give to people that want to have things under control in university? That's, Mm -hmm. that's the last question I want to talk about this topic is like, what's your advice to the viewers, to the listeners that Mm -hmm. are saying, Hey, like, man, like, I'll eat good all week or I'll binge on the weekend or I go to a couple days eating well and then this happens or exams or whatever. How do you keep things consistent? Because you didn't gain the weight back. That's why I'm asking you this mm-hmm. question of how do you continue that 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 winning streak? Um, Honestly, it was actually something you said to me. and It was about like the preparing. What, what's your quote there? Uh, you always say if you if you fail to prepare, you should be prepared to fail. And that was something that always stuck in my mind, because especially as a university kid, like it's not like you go to work from nine to five or something. And then, you know, you can bring a lunch, you have breakfast at home or whatever it is. Your life is so not balanced. And like you got classes at different hours of the day. Mm-hmm. That means you work out at different times of the day. 
So I think something that and like for those of you who don't know, I lived in a residence that had its own kitchen. So I kind of started this habit in in my second semester of first year, but that's only because I had a kitchen. Mm-hmm. I was sick. But anyways, so I think the main my main advice is obviously number one balance and don't get mad at yourself when you fall off balance because that's how you continue going down so if you fall back if you fall down pick yourself back up don't worry about it keep looking straight don't guilt yourself don't guilt yourself don't you have guilt. a chocolate don't like don't, don't worry about it don't no, make a bad don't have a bad relationship with your body and a bad relationship with food and you got to know the difference between that because it's not always about diets and again it's not about brown rice and sweet potato it's about balance and keeping yourself on the right track no matter what mentally and physically mentally and physically because if you're not okay mentally odds are you won't your eating habits won't be good as well so that's tip number one tip number two is the prepare like always be prepared so if you know that you've got a lot going on and it's sunday night and you have an opportunity to cook a couple of things and put it in the fridge for a few days or, you know, maybe cook extra of broccoli or something healthy or preparing yourself for the next week. If you know that you're going to have a busy week, that's always so important because especially in university, everything's so unorganized and crazy, especially it's, now. It's with, funny that you said that. Well, yes, you're, you're going to say, especially now with Zoom and all that Zoom, kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So, so what I was going to say when you said the word unorganized is I was just thinking in my head how organized you are. Yeah. Like you're very organized. Kat and my mom are both very organized. So they're always trying to help me because I'm not at all. Um, but in your own way, I, yeah, kind of, I'm somewhat organized in some ways I would say, but, um, what I wanted to connect your, your weight loss journey and your consistency to was your mental health. So, um, to open up another topic quickly is I want to talk about your anxiety and your depression. So Mm -hmm. you, you did go through a phase where things were really rough. They were dark. Um, Mm -hmm. it forced my family to learn a lot about that stuff. Um, about mental health. Uh, that's why I've changed as a coach. I've changed as a person. My perspectives have changed, and I'm I'm continuing to learn about this topic. Um, you know, obviously, I'm not in a univer in university courses, like deeply learning about it. But you know, as things come up, as we go through things in life, I'm constantly trying to adapt and to learn more about it. So, what would you say for someone that? has anxiety and depression suffers from that what would you say some like your top two or three things tips are to to be able to understand it come to terms with it um but not allow it to slow you down because you know if it if it had full consumption over you you wouldn't have been able to achieve the things you would have or you know what i mean like you would still be in the same mental state even after the progress right like how have you grown um through that you know and still being able to get good grades because guys she just finished the, her fourth exam or all of her exams but My fifth one, yeah. yeah so her fifth one but out of four out of five marks she has all a's and this is in third year uni so cats cat when i say cats a brain it's not a joke like she's literally a straight a student down the board elementary school high school and now university so it's not like oh she went to uni and life really hit her that she's like not that no she's fucking that smart so how do you yeah buddy it's it's insane like so how like like i said how have you not let that um like fully come into the way of like your success in school your success in 
and working out because you lead with fitness you work out like five times a week when you don't work out obviously you're okay with it and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but what would you say your top three tips are to the audience um about how to kind of overcome that or to live with it and to kind of still be able to achieve your goals yeah so i want to before i even say what i'm going to say about my three things i just want to say that this is not only coming from someone who suffers from it this is also coming from an educational standpoint and like just like proven things that like if you're in that dark place like number one no you're not alone you'll never be alone and number two like there there's ways there are ways there are ways um i think for me one of the one of the first things was was social support i feel like i was always very good at like not talking about my problems and always being like well that's a me issue like that's it i'm i'm not feeling great today like i don't know why i just yeah yeah. i just kept it to myself and like i was struggling with like social aspects of my myself like like just everything in my life i felt was going on a downward slope and instead of just talking to one of my very supportive family members about it i just kept it inside and i think that having and finding an outlet a social outlet for yourself is super important whether like the closest person to you like someone that you know that won't judge you someone that you know that like you like literally is all years right like but with that kind of one a i guess you you can say is that another big thing that i think is also beneficial if you are in that dark place and even if you have the family and the friends is is therapy and i went to therapy i'm not ashamed about it mm-hmm. i study i literally i can become a therapist mm-hmm. like i study it and it's effective and talking to your family is one thing and they'll never you know i hope i hope that you guys have supportive friends and family out there but um it's always good to talk to a professional because a professional can't isn't just going to sit there and be like i'm so sorry they give you professional I love advice you. Too, yeah right? they're like... going to tell you and they're going to talk you through how to the reasoning why you feel the way you do mm-hmm. and how to overcome that and how to battle that and i think oh. that's really that's really cool and a lot of people put down therapy and you know and I, I think i think it's a growing i think it's it's becoming a lot more relevant like yeah I beca- agree. because of like let's talk like all those kinds of campaigns yeah. like i think it is becoming more prominent in the world which mm-hmm. i'm more than happy about i just want to explain to the audience how proud i am of you for having that and still being able to like be the biggest transformation on team bionic like guys like i've had people lose over 100 pounds 50 pounds 60 pounds 30 pounds whatever like cap maybe lost like eight pounds no i lost like 20 pounds you did yeah i was like 120 okay maybe not 30 pounds but like 20 but it pounds. was regardless of the weight guys the yeah. mirror and all that bullshit it wasn't about she that. changed like as a human and and i could see that in her i could see the way she uh, she has a loving boyfriend sam shout out to sam i i you know this kid's in my videos we talk about him on the on the dark horse mma podcast shout out to sam um you know you were able to welcome his love into your life and you, just you, before you continue yeah, on ahead, that i just wanted to say that Uh, A major thing you need to realize, whether it's with your friends or a significant other of any type, is that the love that you give yourself is going to be the love that you receive from another human being. And that was a major thing is that when I actually changed how I thought, what I did and and became the best version of myself. It attracted another great human being, The universe was like, 
you're ready. Mm-hmm. And then that's But it was months. It was it, it was like, oh it was months. Like you, it was you, lots you, of months. You were transforming, you were working out all the time. I was working on now, myself. Now you and Sam work out all the time. So I'm yeah. sure he appreciates the fact that um you lead with fitness. I'm gonna continue to say lead with fitness because of my background, number one. But number mm-hmm. two, I listened to a podcast of uh you can make fun of me if you want, but I, I've been watching Jersey Shore lately. Fucking love it. Because it's a bad addiction. Whatever. I'm, I'm like, it's like absolute crack, honest to God. <laughs> but now Rachel's listening to uh, Mike the Situations podcast with his wife. He's mm. been through a lot. He's been in jail. He's done all these things or whatever. And he always talks about leading with fitness and how leading with fitness and leading with your health, you can never go wrong. So I, I think that you putting that out there for yourself um, over the mental health aspects and everything, leading with fitness, I think has really, really put you on a good track because you haven't stopped, dude. Like you're, you're a tank guys cat's a tank she squats she does compound movements she's lifting weights she's she's not like scared to lift weights to get big she's not one of those girls she's a weightlifter she does hit she does yoga she does everything man so i think that you know wellness yeah being in tune with your body you know like you were doing like ripping a hit workout in our living room today she didn't like guys i have a fully loaded gym two feet that way and she just like i'm just gonna grab a yoga mat and like blast a workout here she's motivated like i've seen you change dude it's 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 absolutely crazy so i appreciate that yeah no problem i don't want to make anybody cry on this podcast so i'm gonna hit it with a little bit more of a uh, casual topic next um closing things out just to talk about our journey together um but uh i just want to talk about you being a trooper um a quick story with my sister i used to like put her in nets in hockey um you know shoot the orange ball at her and, and do all these things and she grew up like that younger hockey sister that was like you know either playing with me roller hockey on the street or yeah. filming things for me or doing this and that whatever so showing up to school with like like circles on my legs from the orange <laughs> hockey ball <laughs> like literally after school like if i didn't wasn't playing with any of my friends it was my sister so she's always been there um and another thing now that she deals with that she's getting really good at is uh i'm i'm ripping the bjj chokes at, at her all the time so i'll try slap her out of in. nowhere i i will uh like i'll just be like standing in the kitchen getting some sneak water attack. next thing you know i'm in a darce yeah, like i don't sneak even a, know sneak attack you know sometimes i slap her in the guillotine or in, 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 <laughs> guillotine. yeah the guillotine you know whatever i shoot for takedowns on her i make her defend herself because i think that self-defense is something that should be mandatory in elementary schools um because for a little girl in grade two that can't defend herself like you know, they make the stupidest things mandatory in the curriculum in every single like school nowadays. It's like the dumbest shit ever, but they never teach self-defense. They never teach kids how to stand up for themselves. Like, yes, there's a bullying ceremony here and then or whatever, but they don't teach martial arts to the point where like, you know, there's a certain understanding when you know, like, okay, this kid could kick the fuck out of me if I go near him. Right. So, so if that was present or whatever, I think, you know, so I do that shit to you to make you tougher, yeah. low key. And I know it fucking sucks probably because well, no. And like, honestly, like I've had my experiences with like needing self-defense where it just didn't, it didn't come mm-hmm. to me. Right. So it's definitely something if you don't think you're ever going to need it, let me tell you, you might, you might. So, you know, as the big brother, just to give you guys a funny story to kind of lighten the mood, I used to like shoot shoot fucking hockey balls at her i fucking i put her in chokes like she's a she's an absolute trooper like literally the the point i have on here is she's a trooper that's been through a lot she's survived she's uh she's she's better herself uh she's a completely different person than she was two years ago four years ago eight years ago 
constantly evolving that's kind of like something that we strive to do together right like whether you're not growing you're staying the same and staying the same is never okay it's never okay right and that's another cool thing i wanted to mention is i heard a quote once uh, from someone that i was working with and they said to me if you're doing the same stuff you were doing last year that means that you're not growing yeah right so you need to be constantly changing your habits and all that kind of stuff so with my physical health background and pushing my family to work out to eat better to have good nutrition and then my sister and my girlfriend having the mental health aspect to it pushing me to develop as a human to be intact with my emotions i think personally going back to the stage to relate it to that i think that you have helped me a lot in the two years that i've been off um, the, t- the two years I've been off is the two years that you've grown the most in my mm-hmm. entire life. So I think that me going back to the stage, I'll be a lot more emotionally in check. I'm going to be coaching myself. I'm going to be um, confident in myself. There's going to be a lot of different mental aspects that I didn't have down packed when I was 19 years old competing before. Mm-hmm. Just to give you guys a perspective, my first competition, I was 19. I'm about to go back to compete at 23 years old. So it's been it's been a while. Yeah. And I think that my sister, my parents, like everybody that's going to be in the Meet Team Bionic uh, series is going to be a reflection of who I am on that stage and who I'm going to be um, as an athlete and as a coach, as a business owner moving forward. Um, Kat, honestly, like you're the best, bud. Thanks, Ben. Uh, one more thing I wanted to ask you about, just yeah. like I'm going to ask everybody about this. Um, what is your favorite part about Team Bionic? My favorite part about Team Bionic is the community. I think that what you and what Team Bionic strive for is so much more than like individual growth. It's like a sense of community. Like when I see people who follow Bionic, like I I just receive so much love and my love goes out for everyone apart of Team Bionic. It's like this community of people that are like pushing each other and to be the best versions of themselves and it's all facilitated by you and i think that being a part of something bigger than yourself is so important and i think that's why especially with journeys about fitness and and health and and wellness and well-being i think being a part of something bigger than yourself is so important because it pushes you even more when people are pushing you in addition to you pushing yourself. And I think that's something I found that was really cool is just like the love and the community that everyone a part of Team Bionic has for like each other. And it could be a new person you signed up and you post a picture and everyone's putting comments and and leaving love. And before this whole COVID stuff happened, like if you meet someone and, you know, they come work out at the gym, like it's just a community-based feeling that makes you feel like you're a part of something bigger than yourself. And that alone pushes you to be a better version of yourself i like that a lot feels good feels fucking good but that also brings me to a point that i just want to leave off here before we end the podcast is that you're never alone you really are never alone and i think that even when you feel alone even when you feel alone i felt like as you see i have the most supportive family in the world i think Mm -hmm. and i felt alone for for years and months and i think my biggest thing is you're never alone and you always need to find the greater good in life and have that pull you out when you need it to pull you out and go from there and if you're starting from ground zero 
don't be afraid never be afraid because you are so much bigger and better than things that life will throw at you and i think that is another thing that team bionic has taught me is that you are never to be afraid of anything that life throws at you because you can conquer it it's proof you know what it's all about cat being a lion find your inner roar guys right find your inner roar that's what this podcast is all about i have it on the headline of my youtube channel um it was developed earlier the saying find your inner roar cat like you at a certain point were down on yourself all these things whatever and you found your inner roar um not necessarily through team bionic but with the help of team bionic by your side i will always support you in anything that you do in life just like what you've provided for me um so i think that finding your inner roar um, is something that all of us need to do at a certain point in our lives. Mm-hmm. And even when you think you find your inner roar, there's a louder fucking roar that you can still pull out of yourself. And of that's course. why we're going back to the stage, bud. Of course. I want my family there in the stands. I'm going to have my little sister there cheering me on. And it's going to be absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Kat. Of course. You are the fucking best sister ever. Um, and yeah, guys, um, for the mystery, mystery mugs, mug. if you couldn't tell from my face almost yakking every time I drank that mug, Kat's going to judge me, but I'm going to I'm gonna um, show you guys. This was a big deal to get him to put this in his mug. I have to say that, though. It's Caesars. Yay. Caesars are my favorite. Jules is least favorite. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this one's <laughs> spicy, and I had the non-spicy one because if I had the spicy one, I would have thrown up in this area <laughs> right here. Um, I don't know how people are drinking Caesars. I always make fun of people that drink Caesars. So, you know, whatever. Guys, this is the thing with the mystery mug. It's going to be whatever the guest chooses. If it's like uh, an alcohol I don't like or if it's a drink I don't like, period, or whatever. I'm going to drink it anyways and I'm going to buy it and I'm going to provide it for the guests. So, you know, fuck COVID. Uh, I really hope that all this is over so that I can start having people outside of my family, obviously, after we finish the first series. But, um yeah guys like can't wait to have a drink with you can't wait to chat with you can't wait to find your inner roar because we know you have it we know you got it and deep down inside or you know it might just be right there at the surface um you know i can't thank you enough the the comments were amazing i think uh you know your perspective is somewhat something that a lot of people are going to connect to and i think it's going to be a great podcast for a lot of people that are either struggling or um they'll just get a new perspective from the stuff that you've been through i didn't want to um you know expose cat that's not what this was about this was more about like being okay with talking about things in your life like being okay with it coming to terms with it being allowed allowing yourself to share it with the public and being like i can help other people now you know what i mean like i struggled with my body perception Mm -hmm. uh, my body dysmorphia actually i'm going to be making a video of just myself talking about that um but you know you you've done and overcome a lot of things so i really thank you for coming on the podcast and sharing that welcome and um until next time guys juliano melli katarina melli for episode number three of the bionic podcast thank you guys all so much wherever you are listening you guys are the absolute best we love you team bionic family thank you guys so much make sure you like subscribe comment uh and we'll see you guys next time on the bionic podcast peace catch ya